what, what the heck's that? <laughs> I don't know. Just start start the podcast. Okay. okay. Hi, my name is... Oh, that was so loud. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. My name's Lauren. You guys know that by now, I hope. My name's Leo. <laughs> and this is Sweaty Boys. I thought, I thought you were going to sing. Yeah, but then I got self-conscious. I'm not a very good singer. Okay. Well, so today we are going to be talking about how we are unqualified but we're kind of also qualified yeah it's kind of a weird one (laughs) we're just giving college advice um i'm currently i'm still in college and i just graduated in a pandemic so so my advice is for people for freshmen and sophomores i guess because i'm currently in my junior year and i guess mine is for everyone but truth is i'm i'm quite wise beyond my years so i think i'm quite qualified okay yes um, so, but, uh, yeah, so we took, um, it's, I know our cadence has not been, uh, exact on the episodes. Um, good. Why would you do that? I just wanted to watch the spike go up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lauren dropped her phone very loudly in front of the mic, but, um, I know our cadence hasn't been perfect, uh, but we are, we've kind of decided that, you know what, you're going to get a podcast episode when you get a podcast episode. Yeah. So. Beggars can't be choosers, yeah. son. Yeah. So here we are on our, is this our fourth episode? Our fourth episode. Third. Do I need to pull up? Fourth. It's our fourth. It's fourth our fourth episode of Sweatshirt Chronicles. Uh, talking about college advice. Let's get after it. Yeah. So we have a couple of categories, and within those categories, I know we each have a lot to say about different advice about them. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is friends and friendships in general. I know that going into college, it's a huge transition because for the most part, you're leaving all of your friends that you've known your entire lives and grown up with, and you're going and hopefully meeting a bunch of new friends. Um, and I know that I was nervous going into college that I was not going to be as close with my friends from home i don't know if you had kind of the same experience yeah i mean for me i it was it was kind of a a different well it wasn't different but it was i was very very i had a very kind of core friend group at home um that leading into freshman year we like hung out a lot over the summer and then uh we all went off to school and it wasn't until probably like the spring of the next year of like spring of my freshman year that I started to realize that like you don't really see your friends like you the relationships aren't the same as much anymore yeah. um, not in a bad way not in, yeah not in a bad way and there's always like like there there'll always be you know individual examples of like people like cuz you'll always stay close with a few people here and there but like that that big group of high school friends mm-hmm. that you have usually splinters or reduces or whatever it might be. So like I still am extremely close with um, four or five of my like high school buddies, but like outside of that, like I see them every once in a while, but it's not the same relationship mm-hmm. as when we were seeing each other every single day in high yeah. school and in the same classes and all that kind of stuff. For me, I feel like I had a huge group of friends through high school, and I'm still very close with them. I'm sure I could pick up my phone and text any one of them, and they would answer like nothing, no time had passed. And I feel like when I hang out with my friends from home still, I'm only a junior right now, but um, 
it almost feels like we could talk, we could not talk for like a year. And as soon as we're kind of together hanging out, it's like no time has passed, which I love that about them. Um, and then of course I have my absolute best friends from home and to this day they're, nothing has changed. Um, my, honestly, my friends from home, uh, are closer than I am with my friends at school, which I know is different for a lot of people. Um, and I know that's really not the case for a lot of people, but my girlfriend, my group of girlfriends from home, those are the people that are going to be bridesma- bridesmaids at my wedding. They're mm-hmm. going to be godparents to my children. And I know yeah. that, I mean, there's, I love them to death. Yeah. So. I feel like, and I feel like for me, it was, I had a little bit more of, of a different experience because when I got to school, I met Hodge, who is my best friend. I met um, Dylan. I met... Um, We're going to get copyright name. You can't just name drop these I people. I can't name drop people? No. Okay, well, fine. I met my group of friends at, at college. Um, you know who you are. And they very quickly became like a second family to me. Like they, they knew everything about me. They, like I felt comfortable with them to be who I was um, and not have to kind of change myself or anything like that. Um, and very quickly became, had a very, 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 very close knit group of friends that it's the same thing. I, I felt like will be in my life for forever. Okay. So now that we have our, sob stories there when you talk about advice so um i think the scariest part of going into college is having to meet new friends luckily my freshman year roommate is still one of my best friends to this day and will forever be um and i know that that's not the case for a lot of people especially if you well even if you don't go random um i was lucky enough to know my roommate before going to school so that kind of changed things a lot but what are the ways that you kind of outside of like your roommates and stuff what are the ways that you found friends yeah so there's for me there's two kind of big ways that i found i met people and i got to know people the number one was literally just randomly meeting people um now that obviously sounds strange but it's just it the fact that i was going out hanging out with people i was introduced to oh hey this is so and so oh hey and it ended up being, um, and I, I'm gonna name drop people because I want I want to name drop people. Oh my god! Um, no, we're not gonna get who's copywriting us for saying their name. Yeah, I was just kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> but I met. I'll never forget my freshman year um, of college. I met um, my buddy Cameron, who I was hanging out in another friend's room, and he was in there, and we got into talking. He's like, "Yeah, I want to study abroad in Paris." And I was like, "No way! I want to study abroad in Paris." I'm like should we get an apartment together in Paris? Like, hell yeah, let's get an apartment together. And we've been friends ever since. So like, that was completely random. Like I had seen him around campus, but I didn't know him, be able to go up up to him, talk to him kind of thing. But just because of that one-off interaction, you know, we ended up going and living in another country together. Um, and the other the other big piece of advice that I would say of meeting new people and become, like making friends is like just getting getting involved. Like- most a lot of colleges i want to say almost all i can't imagine there's colleges out there that don't have clubs and organizations and things like that well that's one thing that i wish that our school had sororities mm -hmm. because i know that my sister when she went to school she's quite a bit older than me but um when she went off to school she struggled a lot with finding friends um she had her roommates 
which she was good friends with, but she was like, I feel like I don't have anyone to hang out with. So, um, she going into school, wasn't planning on joining a sorority or anything, but ended up making her lifelong friends there and her absolute best friends. And I wish, I I mean, I'm happy with the friends. I love them Mm -hmm. that I've met at school, but I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, sororities and it has like a bad connotation, but Honestly, what it comes down to is it's a group of people that have something in common, and that's what makes them so close. So I definitely recommend if that's something you're into, just because you're automatically given a a family. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wish that that's something our school had. Yeah, and, and luckily for me, at least, our school did have intramurals. So after, not my freshman year, but after onwards sophomore year and on you know we had a flag football league that i became not only did i become close with all the guys on my team but i also got to know really really well some of the guys in just in the league in general on the other teams just because playing against them chatting with them um and then like onwards like i played that bat that football team had a lot of just my friends on it was on that team but Going forward, I played on some basketball teams, some like a uh, intramural club volleyball or intramural volleyball team, where I was playing with people who I a few a few people I knew and a bunch of people that I had never met before, and especially with basketball, I became really really good friends with like a core group of guys um, who I play pickup with all the time, um, and solely because I told my my roommate Hodge like hey I want to I want to play basketball this in this upcoming season can I play on your team and he was like yes of course right um and that way I made a ton of friends I also feel like I know we're talking a lot about like our experiences and getting friends um but another thing I want to talk about is because I feel like this is something that I struggle with and I have struggled with is um like when you go on break or you're away from your friends especially with this whole quarantine um I always worry that my friends are upset with me or don't like me or will get upset with me um, or that I'll lose them just because I don't reach out like every single day asking how they are and like texting them constantly. Um, there, I mean, and I have friends that I text constantly just for different reasons. Um, but I feel like something that I've really needed to learn for this quarantine is that you need to forgive yourself for not constantly being in contact with your friends and you need to surround yourself with, cause there are people out there that are like, Oh my God, you didn't text me for two weeks. Like, why are you mad? Why are you, why are you such a bad friend? You need to surround yourself with people that are there. Everyone's busy in their lives. You need to surround yourself with people that have their own thing going on and are fine with not hearing from you for six months. Mm -hmm. And, um, you need to forgive yourself for that kind of stuff because those are the friends where, like I was talking about earlier, you could not speak to them for a year. And when you get together, it's like no time has passed. And I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends like that. So it's not like, oh my God, I'm losing my friends just because I haven't talked to them in a while because I've been busy. Um, and I think that that's something that I really struggle with because I always feel like, oh, I don't have any friends just because I'm not constantly texting them or seeing them. Um, but I know in my heart and soul that I have those people that I can just reach out to and no time has passed. We're very, very close still. I know we've 
kind of talked on this a while. So we're going to jump to our next topic, which is um, future plans Mm -hmm. and advice on kind of how to look at those, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think very similarly to like friends and a social life um, with being in college or even just being in your early 20s in general, it can be a very like daunting time of like trying to think of like not only like, okay, what do I want to do for a job? But also, what's going to happen after these four years where I'm kind of not stuck in one place, but kind of like you have a routine of, okay, you know, from September until May, I go and live in this town and then I go home and I do a summer job or I do an internship. So you kind of get into this very solid routine and then you kind of get thrown out into the real world and are like, all right, now it's now you got to figure it out on your own. Um, And that's daunting for a lot of people i mean it it was very daunting for me and i graduated in a pandemic and luckily i had a job lined up for me um that was i had secured the summer before so that was a huge blessing on my part um to have that uh but at the same time like it's it's the number one thing that i think a lot of people don't get and i've seen it with my friends i've seen it with other people is that like you're 22 when you graduate college like you are so young that if you have to spend a year or two or three or four working a part-time job to save up get an apartment like move out of your parents house get an apartment and and in the meantime be applying for jobs so what like Mm -hmm. you're young (laughs) like this is the time to do it you don't have a family you don't have kids to pay for um i mean and you might so in that case you might have a different Mm -hmm. situation but like while you're young like live young don't feel like you have to rush because you see another person like i'm like getting into a job like i'll never forget i had i ran into um a friend of mine from home grace one day at a coffee shop and we were chatting and i was telling her about my job um and stuff and she was saying how she's struggling to find something. I was like, look, I was like, you don't, I was like, I get it. Like I get the, I, you want to get a job and you want to stuff like that. But at the same time, don't kill yourself over it. Don't beat yourself up just because, you know, that company didn't call you back or that company didn't like reach out to you and see if you wanted to do this, that, or the other thing. It's just, or just give you, offer you an interview and things like that. It's like, because that's, you know, it's life. And like, sometimes you can't plan perfectly for the future. Like you, we, we don't have control over what happens tomorrow. We can make a plan, but we don't know what's going to come up. We don't know if it's going to be raining or it's going to be sunshine. Like we, I mean, we do know that to an extent because a meteorologist, but like it's, that's, it's, you just, you can't, you can't beat yourself up over not knowing everything. I also feel like, um, obviously, I'm still in college, not really yet in the real world, Um, but I feel like we have very different outlooks on it because I know you were super nervous and me, on the other hand, I'm like, all right, give me my diploma today. Like, I'm done. (laughs) Um, And I know that I'm going to miss college and all that, but honestly, I'm just, I'm done with school, man. Um, But What I was going to say is I feel like a lot of people too, especially we're business majors, so 
we're constantly surrounded by people that are so motivated to just get out there and get any internship they can. And I feel like a lot of people that I know and a lot of people that you know too, in college before they have that kind of offer for a job after graduation, feel like they need to start at the top. And like, they need to start at the top company, the best company, the biggest company in corporate America. And they need to start at a good position. And if they're not starting at a good position, they need to get there quickly, which I feel like that's just not the real world, man. You're Mm. not, you need to start somewhere and you need to respect and cherish those small positions and Mm -hmm. those small companies. Um, And if you're not a business major, if you're something else, even if you are a business major, if you're coming out of school without a full-time offer or without a full-time job, don't look down on those small blue-collar jobs. Don't look down on working the front desk at JCPenney. I mean, those blue-collar jobs are what keep America running. Um, We need those people. And that's where you're going to probably learn the most valuable lessons a job could teach you. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... and <laughs> That's what I had to say. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is that you, like, as Lauren kind of pointed out, you're not starting... No one's starting at the top. No, no one's no one's coming out of college. As nice and, as that would be. Yeah, no one's coming out of college and immediately getting handed a CEO position. Like, no one's coming out of college and immediately getting a... But even smaller than that. Like, people are like, oh, I need to work for Amazon. Right. And that's a really really hard goal to achieve coming straight out of school they're super competitive especially even for internships even like not just amazon just those big corporate america jobs anyway don't beat yourself up seeing all your classmates get these incredible internships 50 percent of that is luck i truly believe that in my Mm -hmm. heart a lot of these opportunities are luck um so don't beat yourself up And don't compare yourself because everyone is on a completely different track. And I know a lot during my freshman and sophomore year, I saw a lot of my classmates getting these really prestigious companies internships. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm not doing enough. I'm not smart enough. But when it comes down to it, I'm not looking to be an investment banker or an accountant or anything like that. Um, I have very different goals And with different goals comes a completely different track and how you get to those goals. Um, Success does not look the same in everyone's lives. Not at all. And, and the other thing too, is, is that idea of, you know, Amazon might not be achievable for everyone right out of college. Google might not be achievable for everyone right out of college, but it's the idea of just like shoveling the shit for a Mm -hmm. while. Like you don't, if you can prove that you are the best shit shoveler there is, <laughs> then you're gonna get. I've never heard that. I like that. <laughs> you're gonna get something better. Like it, it, it takes t- like life takes time, and like I look at like where I am right now, and like I really love my job. Um, and I'm at a very, I, I'm blessed to be at a very big um f- corporate firm, but at the same time, I've kind of made the joke that I'm a. I'm a glorified intern with <laughs> with salaries and benefit salaries and salary and a benefit and benefit package because I'm just shoveling shit right now. Like I am doing all the hard, mm-hmm. labor intensive, repetitive work that no one else on the team wants to do because I'm at the bottom of the ladder. Like you don't 
no one, I don't even think Zion Williams can jump to a top of a ladder and land on it successfully without falling off. Like everyone needs to climb the rungs of the ladder one at a time. I have a good quote for this. And it's actually my favorite quote ever. Um, no stress, no diamonds. That's like my all-time favorite quote. I heard that in high school because we had like some motivational speaker come talk to us in my accounting class. But it's true. Um, you, I mean, some people that lucky 1% is just lucky and they end up being in the right place at the right time. And that's how they kind of make their success. But all of us little guys, that is not the case. You need to work hard. And I also, I don't know what you believe in, but I don't believe that if it's meant to be, it'll be. That's not something that I've ever believed in. I've always believed in um, kind of the opposite side of that, that you need to work hard for what you want. And nothing's going to be handed to you in this life. If you want something, stop whining and just do it. Just work for it. Start at the bottom and work your way up because that's the only way you're going to get it. I, I don't know if you believe in if it's meant to be, it'll be, but that's... I don't know. I think I was just raised to believe differently. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. And I completely agree with it. Like it letting something, letting something be, letting something just play out never, never allows you to have control over it. If you are laying the groundwork, if you are putting in the time, you're putting in the effort to, to get to a certain place to, you know, save up for that house or, you know, get that job or or get all the right things on your resume for to land that interview like then it then it eventually yeah. will be but like you have you to put, put in the work in, in for mm-hmm. it to get there you can't just let it happen because it won't just fall in your lap and then i the last thing that we really want to focus on is um schoolwork so but more like the schoolwork life balance schoolwork social yeah. life balance yeah um I mean, you're, you're the one who's in college right yeah. now. Like, how would you... Well, see, I always... I don't know, for all those TikTokers out there, I always see on TikTok how people make fun of business majors because they have it so easy compared to, like, nursing majors or engineering majors. Um, and so I feel like I can't speak on this too heavily because I am a business major. Yes, it's tough work. Um, it's definitely not easy, especially my accounting classes and especially being completely online right now, which I know a lot of people are feeling. But um, I am lucky enough to not have to go in for labs and do all that kind of stuff, which I see a lot of my friends having to do. And I give them a lot of credit for that. So I feel like for me, it's for the most part, it's always been pretty easy um, balancing the two, my social life with my schoolwork, especially because most of my friends at school are in my classes and in my major. So um kind of studying after classes is my social life. So I've been lucky enough for that. But I, I have definitely had those weeks where I have a ton of exams, but oh, everyone's going out Friday night. Um, and for me personally, I always put my schoolwork ahead, but I'm also not gonna say no to going out. So mm-hmm. I... If it means having to stay up later, then so be it. But I have severe FOMO. So I feel like I, when I know something's coming up or when I know I want to be hanging out with my friends, I put more work in so that I can make time for that. Um, 
So I know your experience is very different because you procrastinate like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, that that's kind of my, my, I have a very unique, I don't know if it's a unique strategy, but I have a, my strategy all through college was procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate until the night of, and then study. And it usually worked. Um, there, the only class that it did never worked in was Python because I almost <laughs> failed that class. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, that I'm, and I've said this in the past, like when people have asked me, like I have younger cousins and stuff and they've asked me like, Hey, how do you like prepare like in college? What's it like work-wise? What's it like this and stuff like that. And the one thing I've always said is like when I've given out advice is like, I'm the, I'm not the person that you want to model your model yourself after because my brain works in a very weird way where I don't, I don't, you work better under pressure. I work better. Yeah. I work better under pressure. So if I wait until the last minute to get something done, it's not only is I'm am I going to get it done? It's also going to be good. Whereas if I, you know, do something, 10 days before it's due see that's like my style which is yeah which is lauren's style i will not only will i not do it to my full like capacity but i'll also just then eventually be like all right well now i have to go back and do this again because like i don't like how this came out um which is great for me when i'm writing because i'll let i'll write something and i'll let it sit for a week and then go back to it but when it comes to other classes and other stuff and studying, I was never very good at it. And I usually um, took advantage of social life before schoolwork. But I feel like that brings up a good point because you are, I'm assuming the people listening to this, in college. And I feel like college is definitely the time to have fun and um, make kind of bad decisions, I guess. So I think that as much as schoolwork is important it shouldn't be your entire life you should be out making memories when you can and when you're able to um i'm definitely one for oh the schoolwork can wait um as long as it's getting done so have fun don't let don't you don't want to look back on your four years and be like wow i spent the entire four years in a library in a study room that's not what you want you want to make memories you want to have fun um And also, I want to bring up the fact of mental health within this whole kind of mix. I have always, always, always put mental health before schoolwork. And I think that's how everyone should kind of be. That's the healthy way to be. Um, And my mom kind of raised me like that. Since I've been in, like, elementary school, me and my sister, she would, my mom would allow us a handful of mental health days and we could kind of cash those in through the year um so if we were just feeling extra stressed or stuff was going on um where we had a lot after school or on the weekends or something and we just school was not at the top of our priority list or we had family stuff going on um she'd be like okay just take a mental health day like it's okay and i know a lot of parents are like no you have to go to school but it's important to recognize when you just need a break don't take advantage of it, but you need, you're human. You can't just be doing schoolwork every single moment of every single day. That's not natural. That's not how you're powered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And and that goes, like, that also goes into when it's it's finals time, when it's, it's midterms time, but mainly when it's finals time. 
I mean, there was, I'll never forget, like, there was a lot of, all four years, like, there was a lot of late, late nights Mm -hmm. into very early mornings, like, 2, 3 a.m., still working on a project or studying or whatever it might be. And um, in those times, you know, the one, the number one thing that I would always do if I was sitting in, like, the library working on a paper or if I was sitting... Um, with a group working on a group project or whatever it might be. I was also a data major. So there was a lot of times where I'd be sitting in a computer lab just doing analytical work for hours, it felt. The one big thing is, is that just step away. Step away for five minutes, 10 minutes. Go for a walk. Talk to someone. Go on, Even just go on your phone. <laughs> like take, if, you, if, you're fo- if you're zeroed in on something for so long, eventually your mind's just going to be like, all right, like you need to take a break, but you're, you yourself are going to keep telling yourself, no, I need to keep studying. I need to keep studying. Just take a mental break. Like take a little, like be well break, be well, work well break. That's what my company said, calls it. Um, and just, and just step away, take a walk, go, go for a run, go work out. Even if it's just for like an hour, like anything to keep your mind away from it. So when you can go back, you can be like, okay, now I'm a hundred percent here again. And I can focus again. I think um, another big important thing, and this can be applied not only to schoolwork, but to everything else we've kind of talked about, is just forgive yourself. If you didn't do super hot on a test or a project um, because maybe you just didn't put enough time in, don't get mad at yourself. Like, yes, get mad at yourself to kind of fuel that fire, but be able to forgive yourself and say, okay, take a step back, say, I'm only human I mean, you can only put so much studying time into something before you go insane. Um, So I've had to learn very quickly that you just need to forgive yourself. No one is perfect and no one expects you to be perfect. You're honestly your worst, your own worst enemy at times. Um, And this is something that I still kind of struggle with during this semester, especially just because it's been really tough doing all online. Um. Just forgive yourself. No, it's not easy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know the line from The Office where Pam's like, "Pobody's nerfed," and Dwight's yeah. like, "Did you just have a stroke, Pam?" Like that's then, what it's like. But then she explains it. Yeah. And like, and, oh, I like that. Yeah. It's like that's that's what you kind of like. You just you make mistakes, and like you just kind of gotta live, like, learn, and move on. Failing a test is not. It doesn't define you as a per- person. Whoa, did I just have a stroke? Um. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> define you as a person. It doesn't make you a bad person if you didn't do well. And in the long run, failing one test isn't going to keep you from having the future that you set for yourself or the goals that you set for yourself. Um. I mean, I've definitely failed things before and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick little music break and then we're gonna come back with some our outro and some uh, resources yep so i know every episode we at the end try to give resources but we didn't really know what the best resources would be for this week so after some talking we kind of concluded that your best resources are One, your friends that are probably going through the exact same thing as you are if they're the same age as you. Two, your family who loves you like no one else does and is willing to help you in any way. 
and then three, your professors and your mentors at school because they know what it's like. They deal with students every single year and they know the best ways to help you out. Yeah, and I think the other big thing too is um, finding, especially if you're either, you know, a freshman or a sophomore in college right now or going to be going into college soon is to, you know, find an upperclassman um, who you can kind of use as a mentor. Oh my um, God, are you my mentor? No, st- stop. <laughs> um, but like I I found, I had um, that, um, and it's not like a sign to me. It was just, I found someone who I connected with well and, and was able to kind of look up to as a, hey, this is where, you know, this is not what I should be striving towards, but this is, they can help me with the, you know, the little random questions that come up or life advice or whatever. Um, so I think that that, that is important too. You don't, obviously it doesn't have to be an upperclassman. It could be a professor. It could be someone outside of, it could be a friend. It could be whatever, but it's someone who can kind of give you that guiding role, um, throughout your experience and into your early twenties. Yeah. So. I think that's all we had for today. I mean, yeah. I feel like we could go deep into all of this stuff, but mm-hmm. we won't bore you with it. Yeah. So the, I mean, this episode's a little bit on the shorter side. Um, but that's good. That's a good thing. I'm we're, teaching Leo not to talk so much. <laughs> but um, we're we're trying to make the episodes when they're not when they don't have an interview a little bit shorter. Um. So yeah. So we're gonna wrap that things up today. Anything left to say to the? No, listeners? we're done. We're, we're just done? Yeah, because I really don't want this to be very long. All right. Until next time, thanks for listening to Sweatshirt Chronicles. Bye.